We are Soul Sisters. Walk alongside us as we take you through this journey of sisterhood. Join me, Jenna Urban. And me, Tara Machaco, as we walk in each other's shoes and explore our very different lives. Grab your Soul Sister to listen and laugh as we share stories of family, work, and small personal disasters. We're We're not not perfect, perfect, but but nobody nobody is. Welcome back. We're at episode seven here at Soul Sisters. So thank you for joining us. Thanks to everyone that has been listening and for sharing your comments and following along on our social media pages and listening to our podcast. Right. And today we are going to dive into not only talking about playing multiple sports, which we touched upon a little bit in episode six, but also kind of being well-rounded, not only focusing on sports and kind of looking at you know, how kids, the benefits to having, you know, being well-rounded, going to different types of camps and participating in different types of uh, clubs and school and so forth. So um, we'll jump right into it, kind of just talking about how my son just got back from a week of broadcasting camp. Uh, It happened to be ESPN broadcasting camp, but it was a learning camp and also kind of incorporated a little bit of um, sports into it, but it was something that, you know, immediately when I heard about it, I thought, wow, he will have an opportunity to not only grow as a, you know, broadcaster for his YouTube channel, but also to kind of grow and meet new friends that are outside of just, you know, playing a certain sport. Yeah. And I mean, I think he, one, he stayed on a college campus. Mm -hmm. He was in a dorm for five days. Um, I, I think he's learning how, like at 12 years old, he's learning how to kind of take care of himself a little bit and mm-hmm. making sure that he understands what it's going to be like when he does get to that age and go away to college. And he, he got to see what a college campus was like and mm-hmm. the ins and outs of it, the food and the dining hall. Right. Um, so he got to experience a lot of things that um, he will will help him as he moves, as he goes into high school and goes into college. Right. And that's what I kept saying to him to look at it as an opportunity. So I always ask the kids in school and like about if they, how they wake up in the morning. (laughs) So, you know, I know you're a big snoozer, Mm -hmm. right? You Mm -hmm. like to snooze, but, and I'm so different because if I don't get up with that first alarm and just get out of bed, then I feel worse throughout the day. Yeah. So I think I always tell the kids in school, I'm like, okay, how many of you wake up to an alarm clock? Because Mm -hmm. that's like a big issue. That's something for time management skills as a kid, something to learn. And I think that we kind of forget about it as parents. Like we're just like, oh, we'll just, um, you know, we'll just wake them up in the morning and not worry about, you know, what it's really actually teaching them to not wake up to an alarm and so forth. So giving them that responsibility. So even being at camp, like Mm -hmm. that was something that he had to learn time management. You know, like I need to get up. I can't Mm -hmm. rely on somebody else to wake me up. Did he set an alarm on his in his phone and he had yeah, he had to. Like it wasn't if he didn't go to breakfast between seven thirty and eight thirty, he was not eating breakfast. So it wasn't me saying, Okay, come on, get up, it's time for breakfast it was taking it upon himself, which that's, I think is that's great. A, yeah, that's definitely good. Because even think about when we would go to camps, people would wake us up. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't ever remember. Like, we didn't have cell phones at the time. Right. So we didn't have an alarm on a cell phone or anything like that. So it, we kind of relied on – I can remember being at Camp St. Andrew and being in those cabins. Mm-hmm. And, like, the counselor would come in and wake everybody up. Right, right. And uh, that's where he was last – so yeah. last year he went to that camp. And, again, 
I really try to like send them to different types mm -hmm. of camps because I feel like it te everything teaches them something yeah. different. So like, you know, whether it's a STEM camp, an overnight camp in the woods or something like the sports broadcasting, it's just making them more well-rounded yeah. and learning different aspects of life. Mm -hmm. So, well, we keep t we keep talking about this and we keep we asked our we asked everybody on Facebook last week about multiple sports doing multiple activities as they're growing up and I feel like it's such a difficult topic topic because when you're younger and you're up until maybe like seventh eighth ninth grade you want to encourage them to be doing so many different things so that they're learning all those skills they're mm -hmm. learning how to work as a team they're learning how to be a leader they're learning time management they're learning all these different things and then I think when they get into like high school and they start to get more serious about whether it's a sport or whether it's being in theater, whether it's whatever it may be that they mm -hmm. start to get good at and they start to really enjoy, it becomes more difficult for them and it becomes more difficult on those coaches or those leaders or those instructors that are, that are working with them because they have to commit to something. And mm -hmm. when you get to that age, and I know as a college coach, I always say like, I want somebody that is fully committed to what we're trying to do. And if you're in five or six different things, at the same time, at that age, it becomes more difficult. So it's mm -hmm. such a hard, it's such a tough topic because you right. want them involved as they're, as they're younger, but then when they get older, it's kind of like I understand when you become focused on one thing. Right, and, that, and I think that's like a huge point to make is the fact that they, exposing them at a young age to trying, you know, if you want to try baseball, anything they have interest in and you're like, okay, let's try it. But what I think happens is parents get mm -hmm. obsessed with the mm -hmm. fact that like, they don't want them to try it, enjoy it, and have fun with it. It becomes a, a winning thing. Yeah. Like, okay, if you're okay, you're gonna go play this, and you're gonna be the best at it. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna do this, this, and this to make you the best at it. And the pressure of winning becomes more important than the experience that they're having playing the sport or going to the theater lessons. Like, it can't be just, hey, like, um, I'm gonna have you try out for this play it's like oh now now we should get individual or private voice lessons and you know kind of going to the extreme instead of just letting them try it and enjoy it and mm -hmm. see if they like it and then also accepting the fact that maybe they don't want to be in the theater or they don't want to play a sport and they would rather be in the band and kind of coming to terms with that mm -hmm. but again it comes down to making that it filtering in or narrowing funneling in mm -hmm. to the commitment as they get mm -hmm. older because you and I talk about this a lot and I know even with Lucas like when he was younger he did theater and he was really into it so we didn't you know worry about playing summer league mm -hmm. or basketball and stuff like that and then it came to a point that he couldn't do both mm -hmm. so he made the decision to kind of focus more on basketball and like for me you and I are so different in this because when we were kids like I danced mm -hmm. for eight years and it came to the point, and I loved dancing, but it came to the point when my dance teacher said, you need to make a decision, yeah. and I chose basketball. You know, I had to make that decision because I was missing dance classes to go to basketball, or I was missing basketball games and letting my team down yeah. to go to practice. So there is a point that you kind of have to make a decision. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be just one, but, I mean, narrowing it down yeah. because you're letting, in the end, you're letting someone you're down. Letting someone down. Right. But and it's, I feel like when I was growing up, I, I quit dance. Obviously, I quit dance because I was missing Saturday morning cartoons. Right. That was my biggest. <laughs> that was my biggest issue with dance. But I kind of knew early on that like I, the basketball was going to be my thing. But looking back on it now, 
I really enjoyed softball. I enjoyed mm-hmm. track, not the running part. I did the jumping and the throwing, and I enjoyed that. And I kind of wish that I would have stuck with that a little bit more because I think I would have met more people. Mm-hmm. I probably um, would have would have learned different skills that maybe could have helped me on the basketball court at right. some point. Um, so I kind of wish I would have done that stuff a little bit earlier, but at the same time, I kind of realized basketball is my thing, and if I don't focus in on this, I'm not going to be the best at it. And right. I understand what you're saying. Like, you get to a point where you're doing so many different things, how could you be the best at one? Mm-hmm. You could be really good at multiple things, but can you really be the best at something or multiple things? Right, and putting so your dedication into one. one. Because yeah. even when you know we see kids in high school playing mm-hmm. multiple sports or and being in the theater and the band – you know, it's like everybody has to accommodate schedules, and you mm-hmm. can't accommodate ten different schedules for who has, you know, a cross country meet, and then who has also band practice the mm-hmm. same night that you might have dance lessons. So I think that just like in life, mm-hmm. you might want to be a teacher and a doctor and an orthodontist, but you have to kind of narrow down your mm-hmm. decision of like, okay, so what do you want to specialize in? Yeah. You know, what brings you happiness, like, and joy? Mm-hmm. What is something that you really want to focus on so you don't let yeah. down other people? But the debate continues at what point right. do you have the kids choose to specialize in something? Right. Or do you allow them to continue to kind of – and I think, it, I think part of it is it takes a special type of kid or adult mm-hmm. that has that – level of commitment and dedication and the ability to manage and juggle multiple things um to be able to 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 continue to to do all of that Mm -hmm. like take you for example look at look at this look at everything you do aside from being a mom of three running everybody all over the place and making sure that everybody is is happy Mm -hmm. and you're the last person that you worry about to be happy right um but you're you still continue to juggle so many different things and you excel at all of those things that you do but I don't think people realize you're up at 5.30 every morning. Mm-hmm. You're, at, you're in bed at 7 o'clock at night. Like, <laughs> That's well, not that bad. Well, 8.30, okay, yeah. Maybe. No, but, but I do. because I doing those Right, because I, and it might go back to when I was a kid balancing, mm-hmm. you know, cheerleading and dance and, and basketball, and mm-hmm. I did run track. So it, that might be something that mm-hmm. kind of stayed with me in the fact of teaching me the, that multitasking mm-hmm. skill. But – even going back to, you know, at what level do you say, like, okay, you need to narrow down to one or two activities. First, let's talk about the expense of the activities oh, because, I mean, even, mm-hmm. you know, with every league, there's mm-hmm. a league fee, and then there's, you know, you're traveling to games at a certain point, the money you're putting into equipment mm-hmm. or, um, you know, uh, costumes if it's the theater, music, if you have to invest in yeah. the instrument. So the money that you're investing in, and then it's like the return on investment. Mm-hmm. Like, so some people might be like, okay, I just got you that instrument, so you're gonna suck it up in a couple more mm-hmm. years and, and see if you like it, you know, and balance out that and a sport. Um, but I think the challenging thing for kids is to kind of get that balance to to know that they need to be committed to everything mm-hmm. and not just say, okay, this is only basketball season, so I'm not gonna pick up my instrument, yeah. and and kind of vice versa like that. But so the expense of doing that, and then we're seeing that so many leagues cross over and mm-hmm. so many activities cross over, whether it's, you know, art class with band practice, and it's a give and take. And I think as somebody that kind of, you know, is, I'm going to use the example of bas- use basketball, you know, if somebody is in multiple activities and they, you know, they're at dance and they can't come to basketball, well, now I only have 
five players to, mm-hmm. for that game, or I might be short a player, just having enough kids. Yeah. Whereas, and you want to say like, listen, you signed up for this. We got to exactly. prioritize it, but then in the other hand, you're like, hand, you're like, well, we should expose them because we don't want to turn anyone away and say, no, don't sign up for basketball if you're a dancer, or don't sign up for band mm-hmm. if you're playing football. We want them to be exposed yeah. to it, but then at some point, it has, it's got to filter. And and the the age, I don't know what the secret age I, is. I don't know either because I think even when you get to the college level, think about the different levels. And I'm t- I'm speaking in terms of athletics now. Division one, two, and three. I was a division one athlete. It was basketball. Our job was basketball. Mm-hmm. We didn't have time to join any clubs. We didn't have time to do I- anything out outside of. I mean, you're up at four four thirty in the morning, going to practice. You're going to class, then you're back to practice. You have games. You have lifting. You have film study. You have all of this going on, so you don't have time to do any of those things. But at a Division three level, where I'm at now as a coach, I have to allow my players to do that because mm-hmm. that's that's embracing that philosophy of D- of Division three that they could get involved in different things. So. Right. I have players now that are that are members of presidents or, or a, a hold a, a position in different clubs and organizations. I have two sport athletes. I have um, athletes that work mm-hmm. that, that have job a job right. commitment that you know they may have to say I have to leave practice a little bit early because I have to get to work because that's helping me pay for school. Right. Um, so it's hard to say at what point do you kind of start to say to say to kids they have to they have to make a choice because even when they get into that that college level it's hard it's you have to allow them to do those kind of things because they need to make money they need Mm -hmm. to they need to kind of enhance their skills and their skill set for when they enter the real world right and the same thing goes for high school you don't want to say to somebody like listen you can't work because we're going to play practice you know for five nights Mm -hmm. a week for this many weeks but they need to learn to adjust to that like maybe they can't work during that season yeah, and figure out a time figure out a way to manage figure time, out ma- responsibility right. prioritize things and right and i mean i think that's something that sport sport whatever club whatever it may be uh theater band whatever activities it may be they teach kids mm-hmm. all of these different skills and they teach them time management they teach them how to prioritize things how to make a schedule and become organized and become responsible mm-hmm. and i think be held accountable for things i think that's so important the accountability part is 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 hard these days I right think, so. and I feel like they it's so easily done for them to say like oh I'm gonna go to soccer tonight and not go to to play practice because I have a soccer right mm-hmm. like putting that prioritizing mm-hmm. like the that the sport is more important than the play mm-hmm. or the the band is more important than you know a club meeting and mm-hmm. so forth and there's so many I think going back to our childhood but there wasn't as many things to do. Right. And I think there's so many more activities and so many more things that are being offered to kids that they want, they're pulled in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. Like, look at yesterday. You guys, were, you guys were going to pick up Lucas. Lucas wanted to be at a basketball camp while he was at another camp. Molly mm-hmm. wanted to be at, she was at piano lessons and yeah. she wanted to be somewhere else. Like, there's right. so many different things that they hear about and they think, well, I don't know what to do. But, like, But you know what it is? It's the fear of missing oh. out. Yes, yep. FOMO, FOMO. Yep. and and we we all have we it, it right, I right. Mean, <laughs> I say that all the time. Like I try to when my kids have a feeling, mm-hmm. and now with all my self help books, um, I am able to tell them like, okay, recognize the feeling, and then let's talk about it. Like, what your your fear is actually? Are you missing out on like the fun, the friendships? Are you fear, are you fearful that you're missing out on learning the skill? Or you just want to be part of everything? And I think that it's that instant gratification. <laughs> yeah that they want to be part of everything 
and which we didn't have as kids. No. Well, because you know why we did it? And I'm gonna say this. And this is a whole other. This is a whole, whole other episode. Whole Social other. media. Right. It really is because and and now your your kids are at the age that they're on it on some of the social mm-hmm. media sites. And you see their fr- you see your friends at this thing what they're doing with what right. they're doing and they're having a good time and then it's what part are you missing out are you missing out because you're not in the photos is mm-hmm. it what what is it we do it as adults it's it's right. it's so hard to control that mm-hmm. oh definitely oh, definitely that's a whole topic however it's something that we can't put away in the closet no. it's something that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. so like. The only way that you can address it with the next generation, mm-hmm. with kids, is by giving them tools mm-hmm. to kind of make their own decision. And that's something that is very hard as a mom because I want to make every decision oh, yeah. that I think is best for them. But, you know, giving them the choices, like, I won't let my kids just sit home mm-hmm. during the summer. I will say, here, you have this choice to go to this camp or this camp or this camp or, or we're going to go do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, giving them the choice and then they make the choice and then guess what they gotta they made the bed they gotta yep. they have they're sleeping in it mm-hmm. it's their choice because I don't want it to come back on me like yeah. well you said I would should go to this camp mm-hmm. and I would you know get better at this this and this and I totally missed out on doing mm-hmm. something with my friends that's so, a great point that is a great point that you're putting it on them right because now you go right back and say you chose to do this, so mm-hmm. you have to live with those consequences, and that's teaching them a really good life lesson. Right, and the hardest thing, too, though, is when they say, I want to quit. Yeah. Because that's something, too, like mm-hmm. in the middle of anything mm-hmm. we sign up, if we sign up for a seven-week piano session, you know, mm-hmm. and they say in the middle of that seven weeks, like, I just don't want to do this anymore, we have a rule that you can't. Mm-hmm. You have to finish out. Now, however yeah. – Going back to one year, Lucas was playing soccer, and it was like the transition. Mm-hmm. Like he was playing it for fun, mm-hmm. and it became, you know, the full length of the field. And he just was not into it at all. Mm-hmm. And after the first practice, he came home, and he just was like not having it. Yeah. And I kind of felt his pain because I thought, oh, my God, how why am I going to torture him yeah. every week and torture myself? So, you know what, I called the coach immediately, and I said, is there someone – that you know that would take his spot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't want my money back. Yeah. Let somebody that could yeah. use a uniform that wants to play, like I forfeit my the fee. Mm-hmm. And they did. They found they had a waiting list. They had yeah. somebody. If they did not have someone else, I would have had him mm-hmm. do it. But if I forced him to do that all summer, it would have been torture on him and on us because we would mm-hmm. be every week having to deal with you know, oh, I yeah. don't want to go. I hated it. And I recognized that he was not ready for that level of play. Yeah. You know, that transition, whether it was like going from, you know, the U8 to U10, he wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Like physically, mentally, he just wasn't prepared. So I think that's something that you have to take in mind. I think that's a great point, And I think that's something that we could lead into now moving forward into episode eight, mm-hmm. um, talking about the, that level of commitment and at what point is it okay to allow someone to walk away from something and when is it when is it become okay to say not necessarily use the term I quit right but there are circumstances like you just talked about and I think we could probably go on and talk a little bit about that having experienced it myself as a college athlete right. and you too right and I think we went through some experiences that maybe we could share at, as a college athlete that, mm-hmm. that kind of led us to have to walk away for a little bit too. Yeah, that's, that's great. I cannot wait to continue this conversation. Thank you for joining us today. You can find more information at soulsisterspodcast.com and you can also find us on social media. And don't forget to leave us a review. And until next time, 
Remember, we're not perfect, but nobody is.